relax and take ourselves a nice hot bubble bath. Bubble bath. Bubble 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 baths. I only take bubble baths. If you need me, I'll be in the bubble bath. Bubble 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 baths. <laughs> Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. And we have Poor Life Decisions. <laughs> I had a brain freeze. I mean, every single time it's literally like an AA meeting. We're just like, I enjoy it and I drink. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. <laughs> so, Doyen, speaking of being Doyen and drinking, what are you drinking tonight? <sighs> okay, so... This was a poor life decision. So I like to oh, walk goodness. into a liquor store. I was like, I want a gin. Um, I was like, I think my sister had recommended I try like a flavored gin. And mm-hmm. there's not a lot of flavored gin at my liquor store. So I went with this one called Boodles. And Boodles. <laughs> it's like a British gin, but it had like a mulberry thing in it. And so when I bought it and came home, and you know, I just like my gin and tonic. So I put it together, and it tastes like grape juice. And in this moment, I realized that I'm not a gin and juice type person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, so you don't like grape juice in general? I really don't, because it's so high in sugar. I really just don't drink a lot of grape juice. Got you. Got you. Well, I am drinking just a trusty old Bacardi rum and a cherry Coke. Just really simple today. <laughs> I was gonna try that to caffeine before. We <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I literally just said, "Hmm, I don't feel like stopping by the liquor store. What do I have at home?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about the caffeine. So anyway, how was your weekend or your week? Um, it was good. I didn't do a whole lot, which is really relaxing when I usually have a lot of things planned. Um, caught up with an old friend. Yeah, fun stuff. Fun. How about yours? Um, well, so today I went to vote with my granny. Woohoo! We had a ball. Oh, guys, so we have a soundboard now, and I'm super excited. And I'm going to be thinking of all kinds of things to add to the soundboard. Like I only have like four things added right now, but I every time I think of something new. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. In advance. Could you hear it, Doyen? No, I don't hear anything. Okay, okay. I just did a little <laughs> applause, but hopefully you'll hear it in the recording. You know, after we save everything, and if not, then I'll go back and add it as usual. But anyway, I applauded with my voice, anyways. You did, which I appreciate so much. <laughs> But I uh, just want to vote with my granny today. And uh, that's about it. It's been kind of a slow week, which I am not going to complain. We had a pretty rough storm last night, which apparently I um, was kind of unaware of. <laughs> <laughs> not because slaps. <laughs> not because I was asleep. <laughs> not because I was asleep. But I had my headphones on. I mean, I knew it was raining, and I knew it was raining pretty bad. Um, the lights kept flickering, and the the um, satellite was out. But I had my headphones on, so I didn't hear much. But 
I got up this morning to a lot of people messaging me, <laughs> like, are you okay? And, <laughs> and my sister was like, are you okay? I am. Yeah, I'm good. How y'all doing? <laughs> so anyway, that's been it for me. Um, overall, I will say I was super excited just to see on social media how many people have voted. I'm just beyond excited to see that people are actually getting out there and voting. I voted two weeks ago because I'm an overachiever, but <laughs> I'm really excited for everybody that voted today. Yeah, I don't know that I don't know that we have early voting. If we do, if we do, I've never participated in it, but, but I always go with my granny. So yeah, that's it. This time around, I was actually, uh, I just text my best friend. So we actually went together to early vote and, you know, the gin started hitting and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to vote with one of my favorite people. So she's probably going to see this text and be like, what is wrong with this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did have a small moment, a small moment. Woo. A lot of room. I did have a small moment of panic at the poll because at first they couldn't find my name. But I mentioned this in the last show that I go to a polling place where I know everybody and they know me. So they were looking, though, under my family last name. They were looking under my grandmother's last name for me. And so that's why they couldn't find me. And I was like, I I mean, I was about to get like rude. (laughs) And then, and then she just happened to glance down at my license. She was like, baby, you know what I did? And I said, yes, ma'am. I already know. Once she, once she looked down and said that, I was like, I already know. So (gasps) crisis averted. Um, so for this week in my moment in blackness, it's again, a little bit of a dry week. Um, we were watching the wire. So continuing. (laughs) What? Why are you calling it a dry week? And we watched the wire because it's not like groundbreaking. Like when I was watching like movies, if that makes sense. Oh God. It's just like, we're continuing in me watching the wire. (laughs) Oh god. But, okay. Um it was good. Idris was more more active and I was really excited about that. Um I hate McNulty more and more. <laughs> yes. Uh that's pretty much it. Uh Idris will have a bigger role as we move on. For the first thing I noticed though <laughs> was that this the wire is pre him getting his teeth fixed. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I did not notice that at all. And I don't know it's why. Like, it's people like you. So I have some <laughs> other friends that brought up uh, Drew off of Insecure and all the teeth he had. And ever since then, that's all I can look at. I was like, why would you bring that up to me? I was you, happy. Wait, you are the one who always mentions how many Yeah, teeth because my friends had. brought it up and now I can't stop looking. <laughs> Enemies of progress. But anyways, <laughs> so... Um, after the wire last night, actually, um, this is not a black moment at all. I started watching the Romanoffs. <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad. I started watching it too. So, like every episode, nobody told me it was like a movie. Every episode, <laughs> I, I did say every episode is an hour and a half. Oh, so you don't listen. That's the problem. <laughs> I talk, you don't listen. Uh, yeah, so yesterday was really interesting. I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch this episode. I'm going to pay. I looked at my clock. I was like, it's 1230. <laughs> How did we become, come here? But yes. um, it's good. I like it. I'm super into like, I remember at a station as a kid, um, 
and just super being into like Russian royalty conspiracy theories and stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'll watch more. It, it reminded me of um, going to, um, oh, and of course I forget the name of it right now, but going to, going, they had this exhibit um, in Memphis. Oh, for the Versailles the pyramid. stuff? Yes. No, 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 not for Zion. Not, uh-uh, not no. that one. Not that one. It, they had a they had a, a Roman one. Um, and it reminds me of going there with my mom. But I went to the Versailles one too. The articles of Versailles. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a big but, thing. They advertised that super hard. They did. They did. <laughs> I went to it three times, once with my mom and then twice with school. But anyway, so I'm glad you're watching um the Romanoffs. How many episodes in are you? One. okay well no that's fine i'm i've i'm I'm only on the i i'm gonna start the third one but i was just gonna tell you they're each different in case you didn't know that yeah yeah so the second one i didn't like as much as the first one but it's still good so i don't want you to to watch it and then give up we're gonna do this together (laughs) the first one it was just it was really good and then it was real cheesy (laughs) it did i was like this is not where I saw this going. Right. I mean, I did see, I did see, you know, them ending up hooking up. I did see that, but the way yeah. it ended, just it staring out of the cheesy. window. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Uh, yeah. Okay. All righty. So we're going to do the bop into our topics yes. for the week. So the first one, honestly. Crystal wrote down and <laughs> not Crystal. Oh my God. Please cut that out. <laughs> what were you, I don't go ahead. Keep going. But I called you Crystal. It's, it's okay. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, the first topic I know close to nothing about because Chris wrote it down and I just don't know anything about it, but she was talking about something about the Sims and the Simpsons. Wait. The Sorry. Simpsons. <laughs> okay, so the I reason wrote I Sims you... down in my notes because I I only think about the Sims. Okay, so here's the thing: I don't watch Simpsons. Um, I'm really irritated by the fact that the baby refuses to grow after all these years, and I've oh, just Lord. never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't watch it now, but I watched it as a kid. But the reason why I said keep going is because well, we'll get to that later. So anyway, um, yeah. So the Simpsons. Well, I'm sure you've heard in the past about the controversy over Apu. No. Okay. Do you know who Apu is? No. Oh, wow. So you really. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to most, tell you, I don't watch this. Most of, most of us know that Apu is a character from The Simpsons who is, um, he's, a, he's Asian, but he's like uh, Indian. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, Pac, is he from Pakistan? I can't remember where he's from, which is horrible. No, I should I remember that. But I think, <laughs> I think he's from Pakistan and he owns like the 7-Eleven and it is extremely, it's just so every racist, every <laughs> racist stereotype you can think of, they give to Apu the way he talks, his name, he owns a 7-Eleven, all of it. And so they've really been called to the carpet about this for a few years now. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized, I mean, I think a lot of us fall into that category who kind of grew up in the 90s. A lot of the things that we, a lot of the shows, 
specifically that we loved so much back then just would not make it now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so they've been criticized about it so much. Well, instead of correcting the issue, they decide, oh, we're just going to cut the character altogether. And it really pisses me off because I'm to me, it feels like a white boy having a tantrum because there have been so many people, there have been so many um, Middle Eastern fans of the show who have written fan fiction to correct the character of Apu. Like you don't even have to do it. It's been done for you. So many people have tried to help you in this area, but you decide, you know what, since we're not going to do it my way, we're just going to cut it. And even though I don't watch The Simpsons anymore and haven't watched in God knows how long, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I guess I expected better. I don't know why I did, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, we can move on since Toyin has no point of reference for The Simpsons and calls it The Sims. (laughs) Listen. uh... I do play The Sims a lot. So if you ever want to talk to me about it on Twitter, I will definitely talk. Um, so <laughs> um, on to another group, which I um, super love what they're doing. But basically, um, so there's this group called Blexit. And they're based in Minnesota. And basically what they're trying to do is create like a healthy economic mindset around black economics and African-Americans in general. But, um, but (laughs) a certain celebrity and this other Candace chick that we will not speak his name, but Mm -hmm. they started Mm -hmm. this whole notion of Blexit and black people Exiting the Democratic Party because they feel like a Democratic Party hasn't done anything for us. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, like, no party is perfect for us, but the Democrats don't seem out to hunt us at the moment, unlike another party. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so last week, actually, they wrote a blog post on October 30th. And because people refuse to do the Googles <laughs> and just do their due diligence and pay attention, um, they were like, hey, we are not a part of the Black exit of the Democratic Party. If you've donated to us because you thought that was it, we will definitely refund you your money. Because that, that was not my what favorite we're part. <laughs> that was my favorite part. They I were like, we don't, we don't want your ill-gotten funds. <laughs> if you, and that's what you thought you were supporting, we will send you your money back. So when you called me Crystal at first, I was like, it's fine because I actually got this from Crystal. <laughs> they talked about this on one of my favorite pods, The Read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got this from Crystal because I had never heard of this group before. Yeah. Um. So that was um, educational for me. Um. So they're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is I I don't know. It's very non-black. Well, <laughs> actually, like it's kind of low key. Like our meccas, it's like up there with like Chicago. 
Like, there's a lot of black people <laughs> in Minnesota and, or in um, Minneapolis. <laughs> maybe in Minneapolis, but not in but yeah. not in Minnesota. There's not a lot yeah, of black people the rest in Minnesota, of the state, but there's a and, bunch of us in Minneapolis. And well, one of the <laughs> one of the things that I learned from a different podcast, and I don't remember what it was, but this was a while ago that Minneapolis has a very strong um, immigrant community. Because mm-hmm. when a lot of people that apply for asylum, that's where they send them. <laughs> and I thought, that's why weird, are you so cold? Why <laughs> are you sending all of these and and the and the different <laughs> countries that they were listing? I'm like, these are desert people. What well, to right. me, it just we, felt so rude. It felt right. so rude. Why are you doing that? So send us nowhere <laughs> tropical. I mean, I was like. <laughs> That to me, oh God. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, so um, they're based in Minneapolis, and it's all about building economic freedom, and mm-hmm. it's all about you know the black dollar and the black market. Well, wait, not the bad black market. <laughs> yeah, the good not black Ill- market. the good black market. The fifth black market. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So um, I'm just going to read this little blurb on what they say they are. And um, they just list themselves as a grassroots nonprofit organization that's here to, uh, that's made up of community members who are ready to address the inequality in, um, in their state and in our country. And so they've got a lot of, you know, they've got a positive message. They're trying to do something positive to our people. And you would think, you know, <laughs> this side, <laughs> because, because you would think that someone um, like Krispy Cake, who has been in the industry for so long, would realize that first you need to search before you just take a name. Like, um, Musty Weave, who helped him. I mean, I don't expect anything from her. She's not that bright. And I'm not sure how bright he is either, but I do know he's been in the business for a long time. And so it just seems like they would have researched this. Like you said, even if they just did a basic Google to just figure out, um, is this name available? Oh, sorry, it's not. But maybe I'm expecting too much. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, they can handle a lawsuit. If it were to come to that. So it's like, and also the fact that this organization is mostly like in a localized state level. Right. Um, I wonder if it would matter for like copywriting laws. I'm no lawyer, but hey. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, I'm not talking about him, but the shirts he made mm-hmm. for that were so oh, yeah. ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dear sweet Jesus, and you already know how I am about design. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Did North make those for you? Like, no, North wasn't wouldn't even be that bad. Like, I feel like he went to uh, somebody's church and was like, hey, pull up your Microsoft publisher. We gonna make a shirt. But anyways, <laughs> I was just like, no, no. Anyways, so yeah, that was hideous. But um, I would love for y'all to like support the actual Black Set and kind of check out who they are because they are cool, unlike the other thing that we're not going to speak on. <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named. 
And that's that's saying a lot because I always <laughs> call Voldemort by his I, name. I, I, I always say Voldemort by his I, name. I that's was right. never scared to call him. I've Voldemort. never been scared. That's right. I've always said it, but you know. <laughs> okay. Um, Speaking of other topics that we have graced, and then they just come back like <laughs> the plague. Um, Cassie and P. Diddy. Somehow <sighs> they had made it back to us talking about them. <laughs> and so, somehow. So at first, Diddy's like, oh, um, tell Cassie to listen to. I'm pulling up the song. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, the lady, uh, the, the lady, lady in my, my life. life by Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's like, tell her to yeah. listen to it a hundred times. First of all, I'm not listening to anything a hundred times in a row. And I listen to a lot of things a lot of times, not listening <laughs> to anything for a hundred times in a row. <laughs> and then, um, weirdly enough, then she posts like a, Instagram story, like wishing him happy birthday. Oh, and then she posted like a picture of herself saying hungover with like new music. And I was like, oh my Ugh. gosh, I forgot Cassie sang. <laughs> Listen, I like Cassie put out a mixtape not too long ago. Well, it wasn't long ago, but <laughs> within the last couple of years, and it was hot. I like Cassie the artist. I mean, she's I just not gonna forgot that she even did it. It just <laughs> she had been Diddy's girlfriend for so long. <laughs> right. Well, what got me was she was like, happy birthday, King. So I'm like, okay, what are y'all doing here? What are y'all doing? Maybe she's about to come out with an album and they're just trying to drum interest. You know what? I get got like that quite often. <laughs> Every single time, especially by uh, he who will not be named. Yes, yes. <laughs> I get got like this. Things will be happening. I'm like, what are they doing? They're insane. Then the next day, some product comes out and it's like, oh. Mm. Meanwhile, my queen does nothing. She just disappears and then shows up like, hey, bitch, my oh, <laughs> You know what? So I, let, I just want to take a split second because speaking of the queen, um, so I heard in an interview that uh, people were saying, oh, "I know we're not, I know we we weren't going to talk about this, but people were saying, why won't Nikki be more like Beyonce?" And they were saying that the the way Nikki responds to any type of drama, not just with her and Cardi, but the way she responds to things is what separates her from Beyonce and Rihanna. It's what keeps her from being a rock star. And I agree. But then someone else came in and said, you know, you have to think about it. She's probably always been this way, but for the longest, she was the only one. So she didn't have that adversary. So we just never got to see her behave this way. So maybe we were rushing her to superstar status when indeed she is right where she is. And I thought <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, just, I like her. I just wish... That she would stop fighting. Oh, I love her, but she's a bird, and she always and and that I've always known. (laughs) Oh, she's always been, but you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into her. I just love Beyonce, and I just wish more people would be like Beyonce. Algebra. So, (laughs) uh, 
I love we her. do not, not we do not mention <laughs> okay. that it's right up there with the bangs we don't mention <laughs> we don't mention it oh, and the short haircut that everybody gave her grief over but, <laughs> don't mention it we don't mention it <laughs> okay so in um in uplifting black news because you know we like to like we like yes. to like bring you up and then drag you down and then bring you yes. up again. That's so, what we do. <laughs> um, this year we are having a black ass royal Christmas. <laughs> yes. Um, like we've always said, um, all we need is one or two in blackness name, and it becomes a black ass thing. And so, <laughs> the Queen of England has invited our mom. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> Megan Merkel's mom uh, to be a part of the Royal Christmas. And I am super duper excited. I am so excited. I am so excited. And I just like could I said, not get enough of her at the wedding with her little she's hat. She's so cute. <laughs> and she's her so nose cute. ring. I was like, oh. And her dreads, everything. She's, <laughs> She's so cute. Um, she was a little light-skinned version of me if I had a daughter that was a princess. Oh, <laughs> oh. But I also, LOL at her dad not being invited. <laughs> like he's never invited to any you know, of the royal functions. <laughs> I think I think I feel a little bit differently about her dad than most people. I. I am glad that they, you know, it, it's whatever. I think her dad has some issues um, that need to be resolved. And I actually feel a little bit sorry for her because she clearly had a really close relationship with her dad growing up. And I just, I, I just wish that maybe, um, I feel like some of the media outlets took advantage of him and he didn't know how to handle it. He did not know how to respond. Now her siblings by him, on the other hand, yeah, throw him away. I thought her dad was a bit of a stunt queen, but maybe I'm. He he, <laughs> he 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 did, but I think that they took advantage of him. I think he. I just think he got overwhelmed, and I think they took advantage of him. But I am so happy that mom is coming, and I. I think I mentioned this before. I just want her to move in. I just want her to move in and just help with the baby and just be there because she's so cute. Hey, I'm just a little bit petty, but I'm just like, I'm glad to see the black parents. I know. I know, (laughs) right? I know, know, right? We're not the ones not getting the problem. (laughs) We know how to act. Right. We know how to act in the castle. (laughs) <laughs> as my grand would say we know how to go somewhere <laughs> so, so I, saw, I love it <laughs> um i saw a picture today where like prince harry took a picture uh megan in like this forest and she was pregnant and happy and i was just like <laughs> i just oh, i was so happy <laughs> just look at they it. just they make they just they make a bad day good they really do they i really like seeing do. them Okay, so the next thing we also are not going to drag you down about. Wait, (laughs) I want to ask you a quick question. Can I think black love when I see them? Or is that too much? Um, You know, one drop rule applies. So if you want to call that black love. I'll I'll call it black love in my head. I won't say it out loud. Yeah, don't hashtag it. I won't hashtag it. We are not going to get dragged. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, apparently you're about to drag me for something else. So let's get it. What else was I going to drag you about? I don't know. I thought you were about to drag me for something. 
I never drag you. What are you talking about? Really? You don't? <laughs> is that, is that, that's how you feel? Yeah. Totally. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, so our next topic is um, it's just somebody that really makes me happy. I can't quite yes. call her queen because Beyonce's queen, but um, okay. So Beyonce's like queen number one, and Rihanna's like queen A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can I can settle for that. Listen, okay. I can take that. <laughs> but um. Basically, somebody tweeted Rihanna was like, hey, uh, or he was like, yeah, Trump rallies are like nothing you ever heard. You know, and he's playing. Please don't stop the music. And Rihanna was like, not no more. <laughs> She's like, good She's looking like, out, bro. Not no more. <laughs> and she was like, I don't go to these events or I think she called it a tragic rally which I super love but right. she's like I don't go to these events nobody I know goes to these events so we didn't know <laughs> that he was playing us but he will not anymore <laughs> and she has now officially he has officially been served with the cease and desist now cease so I'm like and yes who, wait, who was the first person he tried uh Pharrell, he was playing happy, and Pharrell shut that down. <laughs> like not today. Maybe not. he should play some Chrisette Michelle. Oh okay. wow, she can use the coins. <laughs> I was gonna say play some country music. No, you? no, Chrisette Michelle needs those coins. I mean, maybe she can come perform in her Basquiat. Oh. <laughs> I do want to say, though, that I am so happy. Like, it makes me happy to see how you've grown in love with Rihanna. It took a while <laughs> for me to get you to see the wonderfulness that was Re. Is it, was it the last album that did it? Yeah, Anti got me. I feel like she hired that vocal coach. <laughs> you used to shade me. You, just, you used to shade me big time with Rihanna. <laughs> and I was like, but... But I love her. I mean, but anti was so when she stopped sounding like a goat being molested. Okay, so what we're not going to do, <laughs> what we're not do is shade past Rihanna albums because they all slap. Okay, okay, it's okay. like anti. You hear that growth. <laughs> Listen, I do love Anti, and I'm excited for her next album, which is supposed to be all like dance hall or reggae. I'm excited. I'm ready. I need it. I'm I don't excited think excited as like, well. I'm still uh, not going to the album. Huh? Oh, we're going to a Rihanna show. If you compare <laughs> me to some pumpkin beer fest, you can go to a uh-huh. Rihanna show. In fact, we'll do it in the same city. So if. Rihanna's on tour. We can go to Pumpkin Beer Fest in Seattle and also go to her concert. Boom. Bet. <laughs> I, I'm going to make sure I earmark <laughs> just in case I need evidence that you made this agreement. <laughs> Things are legal in Seattle. So. Rum is so good. <sighs> so um, for our next section... It's our something, someone section. And it's not like, I don't really know how to describe this. So I'm excited, but also I'm like, it's about time. 
<laughs> and so our topic for this week on the Something Someone is um, Tyler Perry is finally retiring Medea. it's not like like i don't watch media movies like i have the same one i'll be like oh i hate media so much but then i'll be at the movies like (laughs) i actually i don't know if i've ever yeah i did i did go to see uh candace and i went to see one of the movies in the theater but i go to all tyler perry movies like after all the bus, I go see Tyler Perry movies with the whites because they go too, but they just go later on. That's when I go. <laughs> I, mean, I went as early as last year when I went to go see like Blue 2, which was hardly necessary. But, you went to see what? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I don't like Medea. I just feel like she's been done. For oh, yeah, yeah. And so I I think Medea had a good run. Maybe yes. You get a take that dress off and the hair and you know and I'm glad that he views it the way he does um and I think that Medea as well as Tyler definitely I mean they've made their mark you know um especially with the plays they've made their mark so it's weird though I'd rather him play Medea than him play a straight man I first of all, <laughs> first of all, why are you implying that he is playing a straight man? I just feel like, like in Daddy's Girls or something, it was just weird seeing him play a straight I, man. I just don't understand why you, why you are. You know what? I think that we would, we would buy those roles better if he didn't feel the need to wear a fro wig every time he plays a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, is it something wrong with your real hair? Like, why are you wearing this fro wig? We're not buying it. <laughs> Character outside of himself. Do you even catch all of your shade? Like, do you even catch it all? Oh, after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't experience. I would just be sitting there and then it just happens. I'm like, oh. It just rolls off. It just rolls naturally. And but like, I love that. Go ahead. I was flipping through my um my time hop and one mm-hmm. of my friends was like, you can't spell shade without A D E. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you should put that on a shirt. Only for me, though. <laughs> Only for you. <laughs> but um, I love that his sentiment is just, you know, he doesn't want to play her forever. He doesn't want to be her age playing her. So I'm, I'm glad that he can see that the character needs to be retired while she's somewhat still popular in well, some groups. He also has, like, Oprah coins, so he really doesn't need to. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Oprah was so adorable canvassing for Stacey Abrams. I love that so much. Yes, she really was. I enjoyed that. If Oprah had knocked on my door, I would have had to close the door and put some clothes on. Do something <laughs> my head. Like I always wonder, like, does someone come and tell the people first? Okay, listen, we've got a celebrity that's going to knock on your door. And, you know, so be prepared because like right now my house looks a mess, 
I look a mess. I'm not prepared oh, for Oprah to knock on my door. Door behind me, be like, "Hi, Oprah." <laughs> <laughs> my ha- my home is not ready for Oprah at any level of my neatness. <laughs> can, can you tell Oprah to just hold on 15 minutes? Can you tell Oprah that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Lay it her throne. Um. <laughs> also, um, quick sidebar, and then we can move on to our next. A poor life decision topic, but Beyonce, <laughs> she yes. on Instagram and with a a Beto hat, and I was just like, oh, gee, like I know she, like she lives in LA, she probably didn't vote for him, but the fact that she like <sighs> just shout out her hometown slash state, and she also loves Beto, like I love Beto, it just makes me happy. And it's funny because again, my time hop was talking about AKs for Obama, and I posted a picture of her uh, of a T-shirt that said Texans for Obama. So I was like, it's just timely that she's here, yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. to use her platform to uh, try to mobilize the young vote. And who knows? She may still be registered in Texas. I don't know. It'd just be like that'd be a long register. Like I was home. I think. Mean, earlier this year and Mississippi was like hey you still registered to vote I'm like no because I live in Texas and I have for eight years <laughs> so I'm like it would be so long for her to still be a Texas resident so um for this week um we call it a poor life decision but it's really just a way to get better at communicating and um right showing people in your life love so this test actually we want to talk about love languages this week and so the guy who came up with it was gary chapman i think and basically what it is is like he came up with like four love languages and how we order them individually and so once you start to know your love language the big thing about it is if you're not aware of your love language and even if you are you act out of your love language, assuming that like other people accept that as love. Right. <laughs> right. They, they, a lot of people don't. <laughs> you know, they only accept love in their love language. So a lot of times, even in like friendships um, with your kids um, in relationships, it's like you try to act out of what feels like love to you. And then these people are like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I actually, I took the quiz again, even though I've taken it before. And I got a different one this time. I got... Well, start off telling us what the five love languages are. So the five are um, the words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts, and acts of service. I was going to kind of just start off with what I have. And did you uh, did you get something different this time or did you take it again? So this is probably, I take it all the time. And so for me, it doesn't really like, what happens is like the weights change for me. Um, right. I was looking at one that I took, I think in 2015. And it's like very different from, you know, as I become who I am and realize like what I really need. It changes a lot. <laughs> well, like the weight's on it now. So like the order changed from 2015, but now it's just the weight of where I am and also what I feel I like. So what was your love language? 
Um, so I'm equally tied for quality time and p- physical touch. Okay. And okay. it kind of makes sense because I'm in a long distance. So being around my boyfriend re-energizes me. Like, even though we're not physically around each other, we talk all day. Like, get yeah. around each other's nerves all day because we do <laughs> on the phone. And that's one thing I do appreciate about us. But at the same time, like, I can't go too, too long without being around him. And once once I am around him, like, I just feel so much more energized in our love because I've gotten that um, quality time in my love bank, which the the writer talks about, is filled back to the brim. Yeah. And so I, I think you made a really good point that, it kind of changed because maybe your situation is a little bit different or even just the weights are different because your situation is different because now my, my top one is words of affirmation. And then one point under is quality time. And my top love language used to be quality time. (laughs) And I don't remember what the next one was before, but I just know before I had quality time, but words of affirmation is my top one now. And it makes sense just because of how I, how I've been feeling about uh, people around me and and friends and family and all that sort of thing. So it makes sense. Um, And so as your friend also, it helps me to know like, Oh, this makes her feel good. And so it's hilarious because like I used to be words of affirmation so much until I entered a relationship with somebody that was a words of affirmation, <laughs> like for real, and <laughs> a morning person as well. So sometimes like I write like a really sweet note before I go to sleep because that's, what you know, like that's when I'm, you know, awake and in tune with my emotions and I can say like, you know some things that I know that will just, you know, like shiver his timbers, make him super happy. But if you ask me to do that in the morning, no, like literally it's kind of like a call and response, like church. He'd be like, hey, babe. I'm like, hey. He's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, I love you. I'm like, have a great day. I love you too. So I was like, I'm not original at all when it comes to inspiration in the morning. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. You're making an effort. Yeah. And that is what matters. And so um, I'm glad you bring that up because that just kind of leads into the next point. So um, Tara Novak uh, did an article, but in her article, she includes this little chart and it's how to speak your partner's love language. And so, and when we say partner, I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, romantic relationships. We're talking about friends and family as well. And to me, me, um, I don't know if it works this way for you, Doyen, but to me, it also helped me better see what I need. Cause I don't, I can't always recognize what I need. Like I know what I don't want when it happens, yeah. but I don't always recognize right up front what it is that I do want or that I do need. And so like for quality time. And so it, the chart tells you how to communicate with someone who quality time is their love language. And so you should have uninterrupted and focused conversations and one-on-one time is important. Is that true for you? <laughs> Literally, we could just, I think presence is a big thing. So like, even like 
hanging out with my family. I remember one Christmas, I looked up and every single one of us was on our laptops. <laughs> but I still felt good because I was literally physically in a room with my family. And so for me, and maybe it's because I am a distracted human, I'm always on my mobile. But um, literally just being there with me is at the very least what I need. <laughs> like, I don't really, I'm not going to be mad at you for getting on your phone. As long as it's yeah. like crazy. But um, <laughs> for the most part, I just like, and it's so funny because um, we'll talk about Myers Briggs another day, but like, um, first learning I was an extrovert and then realizing that like, I don't really like being around that many people. But <laughs> when I'm around my important people, it energizes me because again, it's my quality time. And so <laughs> it's just interesting that like, I do like being around people. It really doesn't matter that much if we're like doing other things, as long as I'm with you and we're like still connecting. I'm glad you mentioned that because yes, we will do a Myers-Briggs episode soon just to make sure, because some things like introvert and extrovert, I think people get confused about what those things mean. And so I'm excited about that one. But anyway, it was funny when I saw this for the uninterrupted and focused conversation because, um, Doyen, I love you so much. You're so special to me. (laughs) (laughs) The focus is not my thing. (laughs) But it's like, um, I, I have to pay, like, if, so if, favorite human and I are talking about something and we're not paying Doyen any attention. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> because I can't talk about stuff I don't watch. <laughs> but it's it's with anything. It doesn't even have to be TV. It's just like Doya needs you to <laughs> just acknowledge she's there and just give her a little attention. Like she's not, she's not like an attention whore or anything like that, but you do have to just show her a little attention and just let her know that, Hey, we love you. You're special. <laughs> um, but you know my parents for having seven kids. I just need a little bit of love. And, then <laughs> <laughs> and also things to avoid um, with people who, find that quality time is their love language distractions when spending time together or long time without one-on-one time. And I think about you and the boyfriend a lot because I, I wonder how you manage that. We just annoy the shit out of each other on the phone. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that, so for me, words of affirmation being my love language um, one of the things that it says to avoid for someone like me is not recognizing or appreciating an effort. And that is true. I do not like to go like you don't have to. I don't have to receive an award for, you know, doing basic human shit. But if I'm making an effort, I like that to be I like to notice that you appreciate it. If I'm good to you, especially out of my way, good or good in a way that I don't have to be. If you don't, even even if your actions just say you appreciate it, I do need to hear that. I do. Well, I appreciate you for editing <laughs> our podcast because <laughs> left to me, it would not happen. <laughs> but you know that I super love you, so. <laughs> And I, and that's one thing I love about our friendship and our our friend group is that 
we tell each other often because I I like to tell people that I love them and I like to tell people, you know, all you know how much they mean to me. So I like that about our group. Um, so that was a little bit on us, but as we said earlier, it's also important to know your friends love language. It's also important to know how, because like you said, oftentimes we just assume what's important to us or what means something to us is going to mean the same thing for the next person. And that's not always the case. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So with your friends, like knowing, or not, I'm just saying friends because I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) But with any of your loved ones, knowing their love language can help you to communicate your needs better. And I am so, I am poor when it comes to communicating my needs Mm -hmm. and I do expect people to just get it. And (laughs) you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I used to be that way. And, um, and it's also, again, back to Marius Briggs where um, I am ENFP. So like, I'm very much like, sensing of others emotions and so I used to be like why don't you understand how I feel why do I have to tell you how I feel (laughs) (laughs) and see it's not necessarily that I like I expect people to read my mind but sometimes it's like I am afraid that saying what I need is going to hurt somebody else's feelings and I don't want to do that And so I have to learn that it's not fair to myself or to that person if I don't adequately express my needs. So (laughs) (laughs) Doyle, it's so shady. (laughs) I'm not shady. I just say, please let me know because I'll be paying attention sometimes. (laughs) You know what? I say that to other people all the time. Like I'm like, listen, if I do something that rub you wrong, you got to tell me, so I'm doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) And also, so you'll feel more appreciated. It says knowing your partner's love language will help you discern how they show their love so you can feel more appreciated. That person may be, uh, this is one thing that I learned from T.D. Jakes. (laughs) Um, He said, you may be a gallon lover, and you've got a gallon worth of love to give. And every time you love somebody, you're pouring a gallon into them. But this person may be a pint lover. And so they're giving you all they've got, but it's just a pint. And so to you, it feels like it's not enough, but that person is literally giving you all they have. So it's like, once you understand, oh, oh, that, you you know, this person is acting through their love language. And when they did this particular action, they were trying to show me that they loved me instead of just annoying me the way I do. In a way, I don't really like that. <laughs> but like, I think it's more of like, um, you're a luxury car. So you have that premium unleaded. And this other person that loves you is like unlimited, you know, like regular, like leaded. So it's not best for your car at the moment, like untouched, but it's more of like, I think it's just more of like changing the type of way you show love. So I don't think it's like less love. It's just that type's not good for my car, <laughs> you know? 
Right. Well, no, I didn't mean it as less love. And I don't think he did either. I think what he's saying, what he was saying, the way I took it and the way it helped me resolve some issues that I had with family members Mm -hmm. is that that person is literally doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. I am holding them up to this standard that it's not fair to them because maybe they're not ready for, maybe they're not ready for that yet. And maybe they're never going to be there, (laughs) whatever. You have to meet people where they are. And so that's the way I kind of took that. And, and the same thing with the, because also with love language, I mean, I don't, (laughs) I also don't think it's just my responsibility to know your love language and to know when you're showing me love. I also think it's your responsibility to know my love language and to know how to show me love. You know what I mean? In a relationship, I think that that's important in any relationship that we know how to show each other that we appreciate each other. Yeah. I I don't think you're going to get far uh, without it because at the end of the day Probably. like your your love tank does get depleted when you're not getting love that you feel is you know what what you feel like is love and so right. you know, like that's a big thing about the love languages is making sure that you prove love or you show love in the way that the person needs it and so I don't know if my boyfriend likes being on the phone all the time but he knows that I love being on the phone all the time. So that's what we do. We'd be on the phone all the time. So things like that. Like, um, again, like, I'm not a big morning person and I'm bad at words of affirmation. But guess what? I'll text him in the middle of the night and he'll wake up to it. <laughs> and that, and that, but that means something. Yeah. No, that's you putting forth an effort. And I love it. Yeah. And so the last part um, that it mentions about why you should take the time to learn loved ones, uh, love languages, is that it enhances thoughtfulness. I love a thoughtful person. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I try to be thoughtful. Um, my way of thoughtfulness, my way of thoughtfulness doesn't always equal my love language, which is, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So... It, it It is because I I realize that my thoughtfulness comes in buying people things around me. And I don't I don't think gifts. I don't think my love language is around gifts. But sometimes I want to show you that I saw this. And I, well, shit, that is what love language for gifts is. But sometimes that's just the easiest way for me to be thoughtful because I'm lazy. Yeah. So that's the easiest way for me to do it is to give you this. I think um, I think the reason why my gifts is so low on my love languages is because most people cannot <laughs> cannot give me gifts to calibrate that like I would want. Because like at the end of the day, it's not even like an expensive thing. It's just like if you're buying me a gift, I would like to know that you know who I am and what makes me happy. And a lot of people can't do that. <laughs> and so, like, I, I just have low expectations for gifts in general. <laughs> I just had a thought. <laughs> what if the way we receive love is one language, but the way we show it can be a different one? Because I'm the same as you. The gifts, receiving gifts is at the very bottom yeah. for um, my love languages. Yeah, but when I buy someone a gift, anyone who I've ever bought a gift for, 
can tell you that I try to be really thoughtful. I put a lot of thought into my gifts. I like I feel so bad when I get someone a gift card, even though personally oh, I, I love gift, gift cards. cards. I love gift cards. <laughs> I feel so bad when I get someone a gift card. And most of the time I do it because either it was the last minute and I forgot mm. um, or because I don't really know you that well. Yeah. And so I'm going to get a gift card. But I I put a lot of thought into my gifts. I, I, I always buy batteries if it's something that requires batteries. <laughs> I, I make sure that yeah. whatever. Julian, get your mind off the color. <laughs> talking about toys. What the <laughs> but i just i i like to be thoughtful in my gift giving and i want you to know i want you to know that i put some thought into it i want you to know that i thought about you when i did this and then I got something that you liked. I don't just arbitrarily go pick up something because I think it's nice. I, I want it to be something. I listen for little things that people say, you know, so that I can remember, oh, they like this and this will be a good gift for them. Oh, yeah, you know? Totally. Um, One of my best friends still lives in Dallas. Like, she's my favorite person to buy gifts for because she actually, you know, like just shows emotion when I get her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so like you get presents all the time because you actually show a mess. Like I like I travel and I buy her stuff. Like when I go, like I'm just like maybe if y'all would act right about receiving my gifts, maybe you would get it more. <laughs> and you know what? I rarely, I rarely get gifts that I think are as thoughtful as the ones that I give. <laughs> but yeah, my expectations are just crazy high. <laughs> but. Sir, your sister is a great gift giver. And when we went to celebrate her birthday and she got us gifts for her birthday, like how? <laughs> but and we were getting ready to go out. Like we were getting ready to go out and have a good time. We're in the suite or whatever, getting ready to go out. And then she gives us our gifts. And of course I start crying because it's so thoughtful. And everybody's like, girl. <laughs> well, even for like my birthday, I had like gift packs so i had um stemless wine glasses to say like making poor decisions mm-hmm. um i gave them like popcorn that said 30 is popping and like little mini champagnes that also said 30 is popping so i'm like kind of creative with my gift giving but i was just like i was so excited that people actually went um to a whole nother state <laughs> to hang out with me so <laughs> and i'm I think that's amazing. I just think that's amazing. Y'all, y'all are just amazing. Yeah, we're cute. <laughs> I really are. I really are cute. Yeah. We're just like we're the magnificent seven. Honestly, if you think about it. <laughs> oh, kudos, parentals, kudos. So I think that we all though could just make better decisions when it comes to how we show love and making sure that we're communicating how we best receive love. And that way we don't end up feeling some type of way. I also feel (laughs) free to like send your friends like love language quizzes and the Myers-Briggs and maybe the DISC just because like, I feel like the more that we like understand each other, more we can be better friends. 
to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like personality quizzes a lot. So definitely if you do want to talk about personality quizzes, you can definitely chat me up on our Twitter, PLD Pod. I love personality <laughs> quizzes. You know what they always show me? My every personality quiz I've ever taken, they all kind of line up together. Like yeah. they I'm consistent. I'm but just they always show me a different me than who I think I am. It's like that's just like with my Hogwarts house. Like in my mind, I knew I was gonna be Hufflepuff. I knew I was a Hufflepuff. Because I'm so because I'm so sappy. I knew I was gonna be a Hufflepuff. And I and I always get mad at how they try to punk Hufflepuffs. I must say, like like, I feel like Hufflepuffs are like the Michelle of Hogwarts. No, I I always thought I was Hufflepuff, and every single quiz I ever take, I'm Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. and it and it's and I'm still trying to come to grips with it. I mean, Ravenclaw is an awesome, awesome house, like, but you don't understand. Like, so back in the days in the early 2000s, with Open Diary, I used to write fan fictions as Ravenclaw. Oh. <laughs> So, like, I'm always just, like, in my heart. Luckily, it's nowhere to be found. But, like, I've always just known, like, Ravenclaw was the really, like, people had a strong thirst for knowledge. And so, like, I've always been. And so, like, Hufflepuffs are just, like, I feel like the catch-all. <laughs> I like, they're real nice. But, like, what else is their benefit apart from being nice? <laughs> Listen, so I, I like when we were dating, I guess it was before we were dating. I was like, hey, Richard, take this Pottermore test. And so I told myself, because he's just really, really nice. So I was like, okay. Um, so if he becomes a, if he is a Hufflepuff, you'll still love him. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he was a Ravenclaw, and I was super excited. <laughs> I just had to. So I wanted. I like I wanted to be a Gryffindor, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen because I am not brave at all. It's so overrated. But yes, but that's what I wanted because I want to be brave, but I'm not brave, and so I knew that I wasn't a Gryffindor. But that's what I wanted. But I knew I just felt like in my heart I was Hufflepuff. The quiz, you know, some of the quizzes because I've taken all different kinds. <laughs> and, you know, some of them rank your houses. Yeah. So I will say the ones that do the ranking, Hufflepuff is always number two for me. So I, I get Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff is always right there. So I'm Sorobi is Slytherin. I was about to say and, like. If you, if I could be a mix of two, I would probably be a Ravenclaw Slytherin because I'm way more like sympathetic to Slytherins than most people. <laughs> and I, at first, when she first told me that, I was like, "No, Slytherins are hella talented. As long well, as they, they don't are. destroy the world." But I didn't see that at first. At first, I was like, no, you'd definitely be Ravenclaw. And then, like, as soon as I said it, I was like, mm-mm, you're Slytherin. Because she does. She, she's going to do what it takes, mm. <laughs> no matter what it takes, you know? So I was like, yeah, I can see that now. So I was weird in the, like, um, by the end of Harry Potter, I had a soft spot for Snape. And then I read... Because I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I just, I'm not... I haven't finished all the books yet. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I've only read The Order of the Phoenix. But you've seen the movies, right? 
No, I purposely did not watch the movie. I watch a movie as I finish the book. Well, by I mean, there's some day, stuff I that I know just because Chris. it's been so long. Yeah. Not everybody has you know? a soft spot for Snape, but I do. But then also, I, I, um, I have a soft spot for Snape right away. Early on, I had a soft spot for him, so I do. I get that. Yeah, and then um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which was a curse, curse book. Um. I don't even know if I could because basically it wasn't even written by J.K. Rowling. She just like blessed it. But can I tell you? No. <laughs> I don't like for things to be ruined. Okay. I'm done with you. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. You think that it's, if it's something that's not going to affect the rest of the books, no, then sure. Because I don't think it's like a side story. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, yeah. I, as long as it doesn't affect the rest of the book, then not. sure. Okay, then you can tell me. Um, read that Harry one. has a son, and he gets chosen to be a part of Slytherin, and he feels like he's a failure to his family because everybody else is Gryffindors, but Harry just is a bitch-ass nigga and just refuses to tell him that, like, he, you know, could have been Slytherin. <laughs> and so the kid oh, just like whack. really really struggles with that that's all <laughs> that is whack that's mm-hmm. but harry has those whack moments though uh, let's every just keep single it real. book like literally <laughs> it should be hermione and ron yes fix harry shit yes. in every single book like that's what every it's single be book hermione, hermione and <laughs> harry fucks up like and hermione fixes it like that's yes. what every book should be called. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was um, a wonderful parent. I think <laughs> who was it? Maybe a C.S. Lewis. Somebody was like, "If I see mountains, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants," and that's, that's right. what Harry is. He stands on the shoulders that's, of giants. That's right. That's right. But okay, that's that. We're very sorry that we took y'all down this Harry Potter rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> to go all the way. Back. Around to the point. It's very important to know how we love and how to love others. And that's something that I am working on so that I want to be good to other people and I want to recognize when other people are indeed being good to me. And if you love me, just talk to me about Harry Potter. (laughs) So this is uh, our pretty much favorite part of the episode, the buy you a drink. So, Chris, who are you buying a drink for this week? So, um, I guess not surprising after uh, (laughs) that spiel with love languages, (laughs) I want to buy a drink for just thoughtfulness or I guess more specifically thoughtful people. Um, This past week and last week as well last week on into this week even right now hasn't been the easiest time for me um and I'm so thankful for people who have been thoughtful and for those people who've said um because people that I don't even really talk to on a regular basis um just because they kind of know what's been going on has been like are you okay and it lets me know that they know me because the situation has absolutely nothing to do with me. But 
people know how I am and how I tend to um, take on things that don't have anything to do with me. And I feel all the feels for things that don't necessarily directly affect me. And so I am just very thankful for, and I am buying a drink for all of the thoughtful people in my life who have checked on me and who have just taken the time to say, hey, how are you dealing with this? Are you okay? So thank you, Delia. We love you. I'm horribly, my, my issue is like, I try to make jokes. (laughs) <laughs> to try to make people feel better. I don't and know I, if it works or not. Does <laughs> and these past couple of days it has meant a lot because I just keep like falling into a hole mm-hmm. and then it seems like y'all are right on time. <laughs> it seems like every time it happens, Dorian will say something. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I say silly, but either way, it's funny, and you and you'll come, and that's that's important. So that's just equally important because that means you recognize that I need it. So I love you, and I thank you. I love you lots. Um, for this week, uh, again, I'm here for the goofy things. So uh, I saw a picture of Beto with a double cup water burger cup, and so <laughs> this week double and cup. this day, like literally, I have not looked at any election results because I just my heart cannot no, take either. it. It's so hilarious because, like, uh, you know, Facebook shows you like our our previous you know posts, and there was one day I was like, no matter who wins president, Jesus is king, and it wasn't really I was being that pious. I was just like really scared that Romney was gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see that fakeness in me and I'm just like, girl. <laughs> Cause the next morning I was like, Obama what? Obama what? <laughs> Obama's still president. But anyways. Yeah. So but this week, um and in the past few weeks, like Beto has been working his butt off to show Texas that he's he there really for has. Him. like team Beto like texts me all the time and I'm like Hey y'all, do you want to be friends? You want to go on a drink sometime? <laughs> like, like y'all text me enough that I feel like we should go get a drink. But um, so I want Beto to have a double cupped Whataburger cup of whatever he wants: um, vodka, gin, whiskey, tequila. Mm. I feel like Beto would be a tequila guy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I. At the end of the day, like, I just want to thank him for, like, awakening Texas and um, making us realize, like, uh, I think yesterday I was listening to news and they were talking about how, like, evangelical women are starting to realize, like, um, there's some issues in the ideology. So this girl was talking about um, she she's like, pro-life means more than, like, a fetus. It means caring about the babies at the border. It means caring about like kids all through to like adulthood and things like that. That and it's like he's awoken a certain energy in Texas that I was afraid we didn't have. And I'm just super excited that he's done that. And I hope he can have a drink tonight. No matter how it works out. He probably will. I'm just saying, you know, either way, it's called for a drink. He deserves it, whichever way. Um, he deserves. So this is another episode of Poor Life Decision. Dun, 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 dun. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs>
So um, if you're ever looking to just, you know, shoot the shit, talk to us on social media, uh, we are on Poor Life Decision on Instagram. One decision because we're trying to change our lives, a decision at the time. And then on Twitter, we are on the Twitter. (laughs) We are PLD pod. (laughs) And usually I don't sleep, so you can (laughs) definitely (laughs) hit me up at 2 a.m. I'll probably be up to talk about random stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, cool. if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, a new season started, and I really need to chat about the season because I just like to talk about it. I haven't watched the episode yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, I was also going to tell our friends, hey, please tweet us. Um, please inbox us on IG. Let us know what your poor life decisions are. Let us know what you want us to cover and we'll cover it. We'll research it and we'll cover it. Yeah, because we want to help everybody. Right. We know we're I not mean, the only ones. We have a laundry list, list, but <laughs> <laughs> we definitely appreciate other people's problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, love well, you guys. Mwah. We love you. Bye. These whole lot cheese souls, head on with that cold bro.